0: Hey kids, be sure to listen all the way through to the end for my weekly movie pick and review. Thanks for listening. Hello everybody, this is your host, Jonathan Strayton. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Set. I thought I would talk about my first film, Killbiz. Um a lot of you probably haven't heard of it because it was never officially released for s- several reasons, mostly because uh the production values on it were horrible. Um I shot it on a high 8 camera. And actually, I started shooting it on an 8mm. And then, uh, I, no, yeah, actually, it was all 8mm. And then, um, uh, my second film i done was on high 8. But uh, it's my first film. Actually, one of my favorites, too. Um, but, uh, i know, I'll. I'll let me lay the groundwork how I got into doing this film um after I graduated high school as a present for graduating and not flunking out uh because I you know very well could have because I didn't like school my mom sent me to the New York Film Academy for their they had a, a one month um four-week workshop film workshop where you got to go uh study film uh and they had different locations and she thought that uh, i would enjoy paris the most because i you know i could go anywhere in the united states really and um it'd just be you know uh you know, chance of a lifetime so and at the time I w- I went um, with my stepfather and my mother to Ireland they were going to Ireland for vacation so they thought about bringing me there and then I just after a couple weeks in Ireland we uh, I, I flew to Paris where I did this workshop and um, and that was kind of my you know, uh, real, you know, film school, you know, I later went on to, um, film school in California, but that was my first really working with the crew, working with cameras and, and everything. And I'll, and I'll go into my, my trip to Paris. That's a whole nother podcast on its own adventure, but basically, I had always made films, short films, movies, and known since I was young I wanted to be a director. Um, Well, at first, actually, I wanted to be an actor and then progressed into... I really wanted to kind of tell my own stories because when you're a kid and you want to be an actor, you're pretending the stuff that you want to pretend. So when you get into acting and you start pretending off of material that other people want you to pretend it's kind of not the same so that's when I realized I kind of I like acting but I want to pretend to my own you know stories uh, so to speak so so and then you know so that's when I realized I want to be you know a filmmaker a director I want to tell stories visually so went to uh, Paris and um study film and all that shit, and I came back, and I was just, I was ready to make my first feature film, you know, 80-minute film, or, you know, uh, I forget what the, what qualifies for feature film these days, I think it's 75 minutes or something like that, so anyway, so I was ready to to make my first feature film, and Prior to this, I was very naive uh, on what good films were. I mean, I had seen a lot of films that I liked that were that were good films, but when I was there and we'd be drinking, you know, lattes and smoking cigarettes, and we'd be chatting with the professors or even at night drinking beer and wine and shit, and they would talk about all these great films that I had. never no idea what they were talking about. I just felt like an idiot. You know, they were, because some of the other classmates that were there was all ages, too they knew a lot of these films and i couldn't talk film with these guys because i didn't know a lot of these films so i felt like i had missed out on a lot of great films but i was taking a mental note of all these films they were talking about um like early scorsese stuff and citizen kane and um uh, coppola stuff and 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 you know uh, films like that so when I got back to the States, I was like, I want to I, – I need to know my shit. I need to know my shit with these films. So I rented every film that I could remember them talking about, and I just fell in love with these films and thought they were awesome. And then from then on, I just constantly rented, rented, like playing catch-up, trying to watch all these films from the 70s and 80s and the, even the, you know, the 60s that – that I thought were important that might help hone my own skills <clears throat> so you know and studying them and stuff so and I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would so and at the time I was I was really in love with Scorsese because I'd always liked *Got good Fellows and I'd seen it but I remember my professor talking about Mean Streets one of his early films he did in 73 or 75 I can't remember it was kind of like a pre um fellows and i remember just oh man it was so good and and at the time i really liked that style and that that genre and then um it was right around the time when pulp fiction had come out so that was really big and that um that that, that kind of story i mean if you remember after pulp fiction all these filmmakers were trying to mimic that kind of um that kind of style, you know, where, you know, it was a violent film, but there were characters you could relate to because they had conversations like everyday people have. So I was really into that. And I watched Scorsese's Reservoir Dogs, which I even liked better. So I was really in this kind of hitman genre and kind of, uh, violent, uh, you know, violent, um, crime genre uh, films that, that that's what I wanted to do so I had um, so I'd come back from Paris and my one of my good friends I grew up with in Middlesex Freddie Williams he was actually going to think he was just going to a community college and he He asked me about helping him out with some film projects that he had to do for school. So I was like, yeah, you know, we made them together and we had a blast making them and I helped him with them and they turned out really well. So I told him, you know, I was like, hey, I'm working on this script. You know, why don't you help me with my movie and you can be a producer on it? And he was like, yeah, because he he loved it. And and in school he used to joke, you know, hey, when you get, uh, when you're famous, don't forget me. I'll come and work on one of your movies. And I was like, well, I mean, fuck famous. Let's work on it now. Let's, you know, let's do a movie. So he was all psyched about it. So I wrote this film. I mean not that original at all it was very uh very kind of pulp fiction you know reservoir dogs scorsese goodfellas kind of film and um at the time I thought I was writing something really original but I didn't realize these these films that had such a heavy influence on me I, was coming out in my writing so um and also at the time I was I go through these periods where I'm I listen to one type of music and it's always during whatever film I'm working on like during that time i was really into like the pulp fiction soundtrack and like that soul and 70s funk music so i was listening to that like all the time i was going and buying jeez i mean these are cassette tapes uh so i was buying cassette tapes and listening to all these cool funk you know songs and they were just you know music is huge inspiration to me and they were giving me tons of ideas for the film and you know later years later when i did two plates like all i did was listen to hip-hop um so it kind of just depends when I was writing NOS, uh, all I was listening to, were you know, um, uh, film scores that, uh, like thriller type or horror type, uh, scores. So it's weird e- each for, you know, two years or so in my life, when I'm working on a film project, I'm all about the things that relate to that film and that story. Um, especially with music, cause it helps me be creative and think of ideas, um, mostly when I'm driving in the car. So <clears throat> that's what was happening with Killbiz. So we started doing Killbiz in 98. I think it was 18 or 19 at the time. Had an 8mm camera. I knew it wasn't, you know, uh, gonna look like film because back then, Either had a home camera or he had a million dollars to get like a film camera because it really didn't have digital. So, hold on. Daddy, yeah, what? Sissy. Sissy's upstairs, Google. Oh. Okay, shut my door, please. Okay. Alright. Alright. That's my daughter. Um, okay, so, what the fuck was I? Jesus H. Oh, camera. Styles and our camera equipment. So, I was just going to try and make uh, the best movie that I could with what I had. And it's funny because I shot it in black and white because I knew that when I edited the. It, when you. Back then, you were, weren't editing digital files, so they weren't exactly exact copies. Each time it was copied over to another tape for editing, it lost a generation of quality. So, and colors would typically bleed. So, I shot everything in black and white. Because you didn't didn't see those imperfections. And uh, just because I was OCD, I wanted it to be black and white. I wanted people to focus on the story and not the quality being shitty. So... So uh we started filming in October and we shot all the way to December. Um and we shot mostly weekends and stuff at the time I had uh I had gotten a job at a law firm in dc that my stepfather had worked at at the time in the mail room so basically sorting mail and shit in dc and we had a little townhouse during the week in georgetown so i'd be up in dc and i would sit there sorting mail and just thinking of ideas for my movie you know writing them down and then um uh, go back to you know the townhouse and think of more ideas and stuff and then I um and on the weekends I would drive down to Middlesex drive home for the weekends and I'd get with Freddie and we'd film and we'd talk during the week two of ideas and stuff so do that and listen to lots of music and it was awesome because I in the car I just would I'd love to come up with ideas and um You know, especially smoking a cigarette and driving with the windows down and music blasting. Oh, my God. That was, like, my favorite thing to do. Now, I don't smoke. And even when I did and I got my new car, I didn't want to smoke in my new car. So, I was like, this is going to be, I don't know, I'm going to get over this. I mean, this is worse than trying to lose weight or anything else or trying to quit something. Is, Is that in a car, you know? But I got over it, so... I survived <clears throat> so anyway so I made the film and uh, I had this little editing board I think it was called like a data video 200 or something like that. I can't remember I still actually have it and basically let me do titles and the titles were super shitty There's like one font and it looked all shitty and then I could you know alter colors and stuff but and add uh, music so what I did was I, I uh, I edited the whole thing from um, my eight millimeter camera to a super VHS deck. I recorded the shots I wanted, um, so that means if I and then record to a masters and uh, and also for music I had to edit to a VHS tape my music sequence scenes and then then edit two SVHS, SVHSs together to add the music. So, so yeah, if I fucked up, I mean, that's why the film actually is pretty drawn out because I had to have, uh, you know, enough space between my recordings or I'd have to start all over. And, uh, you know, it's amazing that I just sat there and did that and enjoyed it, uh, you know, at that, so... Later, with my second film, Shigeto, I because I was losing so much generation of VHS, I was able to do it with an eight millimeter um, and a high eight uh, deck. Actually, at that time, I went from hi eight to digital eight, so I linked those, so that was much easier. But nothing like it is now. <laughs> so, um, so we shot Killbiz. It was basically about these two hitmen who go through these series of uh, hits and they work for this mafia guy and um, basically they uh, they go through just these crazy things like the main guy, his car gets stolen which had massive amounts of drugs in it that he was supposed to deliver for his boss so they have to track that down and they do and they kill a bunch of people and then um it has all these other cool kind of uh cool characters and then basically the um the mafia guy he once they've kind of done all these hits he kind of sets the two guys up against each other and so they go at each other and then they realize you know or the one guy who uh gets the other guy realizes that one set him up and decides to you know kill him so it's nothing original and hence the name killbiz i there's this monologue that i did in it where i i compared show business to like the killing business and that's kind of where the name came killbiz so i did this film and at the time i was using like commercial music um, I'm not sure, I can't, to be honest, I don't know what, exactly what I was planning on doing with the film. I thought maybe I was going to submit it to film festivals, um, but, you know, I I knew that I couldn't get away with using the music for it. I don't, I, I can't remember. I hate to think that at 18 I was so naive that thought I could get away with using all these classic funk songs, um... So, yeah, I don't know if I was or not. It might have been, but anyway. So, I was editing the film, you know, as as I went on, and then um, I had this plan to show my family on during Christmas, Um because they were all coming down, my sisters and everyone was going to be in town. I wanted to have this, you know, really cool premiere. Because I had casted all my family, my sisters and my brother-in-law played a real big part in, it, and he it was awesome. So I was really excited to show everybody, and they'd see, and you know, really cool, cool moment. So come Christmas, a few actually was the day before or no it was christmas day we had a really bad uh snowstorm this was a 98 so all the power went out at her house and you know my stepfather's from the city and he, he didn't like that you know usually the power would be fixed in an hour but this wasn't happening so they had called the a handyman they knew and they paid him a bunch of money to come out and look at it and they uh they they couldn't get the power working and then he on a whim bought a, a generator and he's like, you know, I want the trees lit, the microwave and refrigerator uh on and the coffee maker <laughs> and uh jonathan's editing board so we had extensions from the garage running into the house you know uh, we did the whole christmas thing open presents and it's kind of cool to look back on the pictures because we're all like freezing cold and we have jackets on and stuff so uh but he was cool he, was, you know, he knew that the film was important and i needed to uh i needed to finish a few things on it so um so there was an extension cord running to my back room, and I was sitting there, you know, with gloves and putting the final touches on it, so I so I could do the premiere. And um, I originally wanted to do it. And we had a big screen TV room, but that wasn't gonna happen. So I was gonna just. Uh, we had this small. Um, it was like a library, and it had these French doors on it, and it had a fireplace and the room that's where most of us hung out is because it was so cold when the fire we had a fire going it was so warm in there so so basically i'm i'm editing crazy and stuff and then um you know my family keeps coming coming to me it's like are you ready yet i'm editing into the night and they want to hang out with me and spend time together and uh, i was like yeah no, no, finish, finish. i don't know i'm almost finished i'm so excited to show them and they were like jonathan look maybe we can do this another time we want to hang out with you don't i was like no 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 I, I, i'm almost done i'm almost done please you know um so because i was so excited to show them. so um and then my mom said hey uh you, you have one of your friends is here to see you i was like one of my friends is here mm-hmm. you know who's here it was my friend michael and we were really tight uh for a few years and he went off to the marines and he wrote me uh every chance he got you know tell me about the marine corps and we were really close and um to this day i feel real bad because i kind of he came he was home just for christmas i hadn't seen him a long time and he had stopped by just to see me and say hey and I totally blew him off because I was trying to finish my film. And uh, I don't know if he ever listen will listen to this, but uh, you know I feel bad about it. And I, you know, I have told him that I was just so focused on finishing the movie, I was in movie mode. That uh, you know I shouldn't have been finalizing the final touches before showing my family. Who, <clears throat> you know, it wasn't like I was showing a film scout or a studio or something like that. It was. This is my family they understand if uh, I couldn't finish it or it not and I should direct my attention to my friend I hadn't seen in a while but instead I was a dick and um we just had it briefly and then he you know basically I pushed him on his way and <clears throat> which I regret to this day so um but anyway so I I finished the film and it was like laid and I was like eh, we can just do this another time I was like no no guys we gotta watch it okay brought a TV down put it into this room this library room and watched it and uh, within five minutes my stepfather fell asleep <laughs> which was funny but uh, um, and then after it was over he was like oh Jonathan that was fantastic but nah, the but the rest of my family my sisters and my brother-in-law it was amazing that premiere was probably one of the best premieres even even the premieres that i've had you know hundreds and hundreds of people at um you know uh are the, having a limo you know limo escalade um take me to a premiere this was the best you know us so all my family us in our pajamas and went, and, you know well the, with the fire going it was pretty warm so I was watching this movie, Kill Biz, together. It was it was great. And then to see my family, them playing these characters, because they had no idea. You know, I would just say, this is what you got to say, yada, 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 and I'd film it, and I had this music, and I had, like, these emotional scenes and these funny scenes, and it was just awesome to see my family, like, like it so much and laugh at the funny parts and, and even get teary-eyed at the sad parts you know and they're your family they're gonna you know you know probably value something especially they're involved more so than maybe an outside person but to me that didn't matter it was just one of the best best times um ever and that was that was kill biz that was my first film and then um i later wanted to after it was done i think i sat on it for a month or so and i was looking at other uh, scripts i think i was writing other scripts i can't remember so i wanted to get some feedback and i used to go to this video store um it was the Hartfield video store of the robe I used to rent tons of movies and i used to talk to the clerk there her name was drake and she was a huge movie buff i mean she had seen every single movie that that was ever made and we used to sit there and talk films forever and um you know i told her you know i, I have this movie kill biz would they would they rent it you know could could i do like a consignment thing or could i sell it to them and they put it on the shelf and rent it and she's like well let me take a look at it and i'll let you know so she watched and i came back she's like it was it was it was it was actually pretty good but we can't charge money for it because you use commercial music in it that's you know we can't do that and i was like ah yeah it sucks okay that makes sense she's like but what we could do is like a free rental if you're looking just for feedback and just give a chance to get it out there and I was like, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, let's. Yeah, if we can do a free rental, that'd be cool. You know, just getting feedback and stuff. And so that's how it started. They 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 started renting that, and then I went to uh, two other video stores in the area, and the same thing. They were you know mom and pop stores. We didn't have any chain in there, chain stores. Because I did. I went to a blockbuster in Gloucester and said, hey, can you guys rent this movie? You know, and the the cover was, like, made out of construction paper and shit. It was all shitty. And they're like, fuck, now, you, you gotta go through, you know, call the manager. They got, no, we don't decide what's rented and not. So, that's kind of how I learned how distribution worked and stuff. And I, I, I was pretty naive to think that I could sell it individually to a store, a chain store, and they would rent it. Um... So, but uh, you know, I got feedback from some friends who had seen it and who had liked it. Um, I think the coolest was there were there were people who didn't, especially um, some of my friends' moms who uh, a lot of them complained about the language. There was way too much cussing in it. But um, I think one of my favorites, myself and Freddie, were at. RCC, which is Community College. I think we are up there. We went up there to get on the Internet. That's what you had to do back then to get on the Internet because uh, I don't know if we had a computer or Internet at our house, but one of the professors there asked, hey, are you guys, in the guys that made that movie, Kill like, yeah, yeah, and they're like, you know what? That was really, really good. Or really, It was cool. He saw like some of the – he liked the story. He looked beneath the um, – the shitty quality and and the fact that eighteen-year-olds were trying to play, you know, like thirty-something hitmen, and, and you know all the acting not being so great and the the curse words and he, he looked past that and and saw the story and he really enjoyed it and I had some like metaphors about like the main character's father and 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 the, you know a cool kind of dream sequence and whatnot and. and um he liked it so that was cool and uh that was my first film it was one of my favorites because i learned so much doing it and i had so much fun doing it and just the reaction from people once i put together my first feature was was really good i hope someday to maybe do a special edition vhs release of course I'd have to probably come up with like a bazillion dollars to get the rights to some of the songs in there. Um, or just find different music. So, yeah, maybe that'll happen. I don't know. But, uh, so that's it for this episode of Tales from the Scent. Um, that was kind of supposed to be a little Christmassy since that's when I had the premiere and I, I, I finished it. And... Um, uh, you know, so I hope everyone has a Nice, safe Christmas Or happy holiday And um Happy New Year Well, I'll hear from you guys Or you'll hear from me before New Year's So, yeah Happy holidays And that's it Peace Is the Maze Runner really cool? Flick the guy in it who stars in it is the co star of that TV show Teen Wolf on MTV. I've seen it a few times, I'm not crazy about it, but I like that actor. Every time I see him, I was like, That guy's got charisma, he's got some, he's got a huge screen presence more so than the main actor. I think if he can get into feature films, he's gonna do something, and he did. He got into this, The Maze Runner really good. It's it's kind of they're making all these films kind of futuristic survival of these young characters ever since like Hunger Games and it, it kind of has that vibe but basically it's about these uh, very much like kind of Lord of the Flies um, type thing. It's all these males. Well until the end there's a girl but these males one by one they arrive at this place they call the box. It's just this open, huge open terrain i guess and it's surrounded by these huge concrete walls which are all it's surrounded by like this giant maze and one by one each month a new kid arrives at this place so they're trying to figure out how to get out of it and this one guy arrives and he challenges you know the the reasoning being there where the others don't question it and he wants to venture out into the maze and um he actually and at night it the maze shuts and if you're on the or if you're inside the maze no one's ever survived a night in the maze so and they have these runners who run the maze and learn the maze and the way uh the way of the maze and, and that's eventually what he becomes and uh and he has to battle they have like these giant spiders they call the grievers in the maze and um he winds up getting stuck in there at night trying to save one of the other guys uh trying not to give too much away and he survives the night with with the other guy um so now they see that they're and and, uh, another huge thing i'm sorry jumping all over none of them know who they are they'll remember their name after a certain amount of time but they don't know who they are or why they're there so the main character is uh his name's Thomas he wants to figure out it and get the fuck out of there so basically it's what he does and some of the, the, the other kids uh revolt against them so very lord of the flies kind of kind of thing going on and um and that's kind of all i'll tell you you have to see the rest of it. it's really cool very very entertaining action-packed and kind of like you're like what the fuck are why are they here what is this maze about what is the purpose of this you know kind of the the big question in life why are we here um uh so it's really cool it's worth checking out <clears throat> the cinematography was really cool um uh, all the shots and stuff And the visual effects were awesome uh, I mean there were some corny things With the story Like they could have built like a ladder <laughs> And climbed up the wall Because they built all this other shit And they could have just like over, You know had a bird's eye view of the maze And then kind of walked along that way Or uh yes Daddy just say I can't bye bye Huh? I can't watch I can't You got your microphone? Uh, yeah Google I'm doing my m- movie review that. well that yeah okay hold on and so it's no it's it's working okay let me end this real quick Brooklyn um so that was it uh the maze the maze runner check it out if you get a chance it's a good movie uh, it's on demand right now and that's my My weekly pick. Peace.